Welcome everybody to the Captain Spot. I am your host Justin Freeman, six foot one inches, two hundred seventy-seven pounds of fantasy knowledge. We've got a very special Thursday night football edition of the Captain Spot here for you tonight, where we're going to be talking about Dolphins at Jags, a game with a forty-eight point total. The Jags are favored at home by three. Jaguars not playing bad football right now. This promises to be an extraordinarily glorious game between two whatever opponents. But hey, we can still make money on it nonetheless. But before we hop too deeply into the slate, a reminder to go check out CaptainSpot.com. Again, that's CPTSpot.com. There you can pick up a copy of the ebook, the Captain Spot ebook, $34.99, everything you'd ever hope to know about playing Showdown DFS, written by yours truly, as well as Brian Jester and Chris Rooney, the dudes over at Occupy Fantasy. We've got some other great deals for you while you are there, so go check that out. But enough business, let's hop right into the slate, where again, we are talking Jags and Dolphins. As always, we want to start by making sure we have a really, really clear understanding of who's playing in the game. You know, we need to know who's active and who's not so we can set our lineups effectively. And luckily we have a pretty clean injury report this time around. We have uh, basically one name to keep an eye on. Make sure DJ Shark is playing. He's currently expected to, but he is listed as questionable heading into the game. Uh, all indications are that he will play, but you never know. Make sure we're checking that inactives report 90 minutes before a lot. And also, we do have a key out uh, player in this game. That's Josh Lambeau, the Jags kicker. And he is replaced by a man named Brandon Wright. And uh, if you're playing in FanDuel, you will see his name over there. As of the time of this recording, DraftKings has not added him to the player pool. So you only have one kicker to choose from in this game. And that'll be Sanders over on the Miami side. So uh, make sure that you are understanding whether he's in the player pool or not. Sometimes that can change um, you know, 24 hours or so before lock. So making sure we understand who's in the game, we can adjust our plans accordingly. Now, obviously, three-point favorites at home are your Jaguars. Jaguars have looked pretty good under Gardner Minshew uh, ever since sort of looking, looking weak coming out of the gate first half against the Colts in week one. But looking pretty strong ever since then. And the Colts seem to have found a new running back named James Robinson, who has been capable of handling a pretty massive load there for the Jaguars. And, uh, you know, they're looking pretty solid across the board. They are starting to spread the ball out a little bit. So we want to make sure we have a good understanding of what we're looking at. So without a whole lot of further ado, let's hop into our positions and understand what we're talking about in terms of salary. Uh, Gardner Minshew is going to cost you 11k. He's going to be, uh, you know, the highest priced guy on the board here at the quarterback position. And, and Minshew's looked pretty good, honestly. Um, he, he's been he's going to be one of your hot waiver wire pickups here heading into Week Three, and he's got a pretty decently talented group of players around him. He's got DJ Shark, he's got Lavisca Chenault, he's got Keelan Cole, Chris Conley, and Tyler Eifert at tight end. So. Uh, plenty of ways to spread the ball around and also has Chris Thompson coming out of the backfield. Not bad there, but honestly, we have not seen a ton of Chris Thompson. You know, his usage has been pretty sporadic throughout these first opening games. He's played uh, 24% and 41% of the snaps uh, here these first two weeks. Meanwhile, by comparison, 68 and 51% for James Robinson. Robinson's been really, really heavily involved, especially on the ground. 84% and 67% of team rush attempts there uh, for James Robinson. Compare that to 0% and 8% for Chris Thompson, and you see James Robinson clearly, clearly the lead back in this offense. He's getting out. He's he's 
you know, he's basically being dual threat. He's getting, uh, he's flirting with 10% of targets uh, there on a weekly basis. And so that means he's got a little bit of the upside we're looking for uh, to establish a bit of a floor ceiling combo. You know, we thought Robinson would be mostly a between the tackles grinder, but he has really been given the keys to the car and has run with it. And I'm actually excited to play him at a price tag of 7,800. I think he is priced under where he should be on this slate, given the other options that are available. I think a lot of the offensive production for the Jaguars could come through from James Robinson. Uh, would not surprise me a bit whatsoever, especially when you look at what the running back options are on the other side of the football. Uh, he's almost the only running back that you can feel some degree of confidence in. We're looking at how the, the Dolphins have decided to disperse the football on their end of the field. You know, Miles Gaskin demanding a $7,200 price tag is a little bit extreme to me when I look at uh, the box score and I see that his, his usage is not that encouraging. He has been on the field for 63 and 65% of the snaps, but has only handled 36 and 35% of the team's rush attempts. That's putting him in basically a one-third work, uh, work share there with the other two running backs in this team, that being Matt Breida and Jordan Howard. He is much, much, much more involved in the passing game, though, with target market shares over the past two weeks of 13 and 15%. We like to see that. That obviously is something we're looking for, especially in a, with a team like Miami that does project to play from behind pretty frequently. I do think the Jaguars, um, as three-point favorites, I, I would honestly set that line a little bit higher um, in favor of the Jags. So I expect the Jags to win this game. They've actually looked like a decent team, despite the fact that they are apparently actively trying to tank in front of the entire world. So uh, we're, once again, when we're talking about a trio of running backs, you know, a three-headed monster attack like we are seeing there on the Miami side, you know, we want to make sure that we are attacking some of the cheap options. And I think Matt Breida gives us one of those cheap options. Um, at $1,800, we can certainly consider playing that particular guy at that salary. Miles Gaskin, a guy I'm not looking forward to uh, shoving into a lineup. But Jordan Howard at 4,800 could be uh, interesting because of the way he can pay off with touchdown equity at the goal line. Moving on to our pass catchers. The leading receiver on this slate is DJ Shark at 9,400. Again, we are wanting to make sure that he is active in this game. Devontae Parker at 8,400 on the other side of the ball is the leading receiver for the Dolphins. He was also on the injury report earlier, but does not carry a game designation, so he's good to go, ready to rock and roll at $8,400. The question becomes, you know, do, do any of these guys justify their salary? And I think, obviously, we've seen enough from Devontae Parker and DJ Shark in the past to say that these guys absolutely have lid-lifting ability and the ability to change the, the outcome of a slate. The question is whether there are enough complementary pieces that are, are cheaper elsewhere on the board to justify putting them in your captain spot. I think both of them make a lot of sense uh, in other places, but can we get them in the captain? We'll talk about that a little bit later here. Um, another sort of key option there for the Miami side is Mike Gesicki at 7,400. Gesicki's running a ton of routes there for the Dolphins and is a guy who could easily pay off. He's run... Uh, Let's see, 82 and 62% of the team's routes here in these first couple weeks. So he's on the field a ton. And, um, you know, he's out there on the passing downs, which is really what we care about. And he's sort of an athletic freak. And we kind of keep waiting and keep waiting for Mike Gesicki season to happen. And I think we have to be okay with the thought that it might not happen. Like it might actually just continue to be Devontae Parker's uh, role. You know, one guy we've 
kept an eye on and have not seen much from here these first two weeks. It's Preston Williams at 6,800. Uh, Williams has been on the field a ton, 80, uh, 90% and 81% of snaps here these first two weeks. But the targets haven't been as glorious, 23% and 13% here the first two weeks. But he's running a ton of routes. Good things are coming for Preston Williams. But the next guy is somebody I'm really excited about, Isaiah Ford, 3000 bucks. There are a lot of periphery numbers that suggest that Isaiah Ford should be priced considerably above $3,000. He should be priced closer to Preston Williams' price tag of 6800 So Isaiah Ford's going to be one of my favorite plays on this slate. He got 17% and 19% of the team's targets these back-to-back weeks. Has been running routes 84% and 73% here over the past couple weeks. So this is exactly the type of usage we are looking for for a guy that's this cheap. Um, when I'm looking at cheap options, that's he, he stands out, sticks out like a sore thumb. Um, as we look at some of the lesser options on the slate for the Miami side, Jakeem Grant, Adam Shaheen, Lynn Bowden. Uh, you could get tricky with Lynn Bowden. That's uh, That $200 price tag reflects his current usage, and we do expect that usage to spike uh, eventually, like the, the team acquired him and has plans for him. The only question is when. I mean, it may be this week and it may not be, but he's a guy that certainly at $200, like what does it take to pay that off? Probably not a ton, especially if he can get into the end zone. Um, but we, we haven't seen him playing a ton so far. You know, he's he only played 5% of the team snaps in week two after sitting out in week one. So uh, could that role grow? I, I think absolutely it, it'll make sense too. And, and Bowden is very much a running back slash wide receiver hybrid type. That was what he was drafted for in Oakland. Um, doesn't speak a lot to his talent that he was traded before the season ever started. Now on the Jacksonville side of the football, we spoke a little bit about DJ Shark and his ability to change the slate, but also want to talk about LaVisca Chenault, a guy at $6,600, who could absolutely pay off in a number of ways and can pay off without his quarterback because Chenault is a dude who can uh, control some goal line opportunities for himself, both uh, running and passing. He's uh, got that converted quarterback slash converted running back slash converted wide receiver skill set. Uh, he's sort of a Swiss Army knife. And that uh, I guess the closest comparison I could give you would be Taysom Hill, if he were very good and very athletic. Uh, that's what we're looking at with LaVisca Chenault, a dude who can score the ball in a variety of ways. Uh, behind him, we're looking at Tyler Eifert. Um, you know, Eifert's gotten some pretty good target opportunities here in the past, and you could certainly consider going back to him. He has seen uh, 56% and 60% of the team's snaps and has seen, uh, let's see, it's uh, 5% and 14% of the team's targets. So a little bit inconsistent there. And then just behind him is Keelan Cole, a guy who has uh, actually had reasonably strong usage, 25% and 16% of the team's targets in back-to-back weeks. So another dude sort of in the cheaper price point. I like Isaiah Ford at 3K better, but uh, Keelan Cole definitely in consideration. And Chris Conley at 2,200 is a guy that's been on the field a ton. And I think I should also talk about D.D. Westbrook. D.D. Westbrook has been... Uh, a more or less healthy scratch. I know he's been a little bit banged up, but I think we can consider him a healthy scratch these first two weeks, just getting played off the team. If he were to suit up and be active at men price, I think we can consider playing him as well uh, because that would be some sort of signal as far as uh, anticipated usage for him. So overall, let's make sure we are keeping him in the back of our minds. But Overall, we're expecting him to probably be inactive once again. And, and you know, we're, we're not all that interested in the, the other cheaper options there. James O'Shaughnessy or Oshag Hennessy, as we like to say, $1,600 and Colin Johnson, $600. Uh, not enough there to, to sustain that. I mean, obviously, caveats apply. A guy catches a fluke touchdown and, and pays off that salary. But 
uh, we know what we're expecting as far as minimum usage goes. So, without further ado, let's look at our favorite captain plays for this week, and it is Mr. James Robinson from Jacksonville. Two guys on the Jacksonville side sort of leading the way. It's Robinson and Minshew. Um, they are higher-priced guys on the slate, but uh, I was actually a little bit surprised that the math worked out to not favor uh, some guys like Devontae Parker or DJ Shark as much. But uh, you know, you'll see Parker much further down the list. I think ultimately we are sort of recalibrating our target expectation on Devontae Parker, who has not been as strong and sort of battled through some injuries there. So we are discounting that a little bit. Uh, so caveats may apply if we get a really, really good uh, report on Devontae Parker before the game as far as health goes, we could certainly consider throwing him in a captain spot. But overall, think about what James Robinson does. He is going to be the lead back on a team that's favored to win this game. Uh, he has shown a little bit of ability to, to catch balls in the backfield and not have to come out of the out of the game for obvious passing downs, although that is going to be Chris Thompson's forte. But I think this is a game where Robinson can easily eclipse 100 yards. I think that's very much on the table against this Miami defense. And once he does that and pairs that with a touchdown or two, you know, then we're obviously looking at a situation where Robinson gets there as captain. He is not the most expensive player on the slate, like some of the quarterbacks or Shark or Parker for that matter, and allows you to come up and pay up for some of those mid-price, mid-range guys. Uh, so obviously behind Robinson are the two quarterbacks. So I, I don't obviously advocate for captain quarterback very frequently but this is actually a slate where you could probably justify doing it because the the cost for these other players is just not that high this week if we're thinking about playing your isaiah fords of the world you know you can obviously justify uh spending up at, at quarterback captain there and you know we're talking about a couple teams that have at least so far shown that they're going to spread the ball around a little bit in terms of their weapons and so that's where we get caught off guard with quarterback captain is when there's a guy that a quarterback zero ends on zeroes in on um that guy will frequently emerge as the captain instead of his own quarterback. So number one, James Robinson. Number two, Gardner Minshew. Number three, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Four, DJ Shark. Five, Miles Gaskin. Six, Isaiah Ford. Seven, Preston Williams. Eight, LaVisca Chenault. So Chenault's another one who maybe uh, should be should be showing out a little bit better than the model spits out. But uh, next we'll talk about the flex appeal for both of these uh, teams, Gardner Minshew and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, per normal, we're usually going to see quarterbacks one and two on this list in terms of the flex, followed by James Robinson, Isaiah Ford. So again, you know, we, we may shy away from the quarterbacks and the captain, but I think it makes a lot of sense to go James Robinson captain and put both the quarterbacks from each team in there in the flex. And then you've got to figure out three additional spots. Uh, Isaiah Ford's going to be a key piece of that. He's our fourth best flex option, followed by Miles Gaskin, DJ Shark. So I think Isaiah Ford allows you to get up to Shark. Um, you know, we can kind of balance that out a little bit, especially even in our, um, you know, even in our James Robinson lineups. So overall, we've got a lot of information. We've got a lot of different ways that this slate can pan out. But I hope you'll go check out CaptainSpot.com. Again, that's CPTSpot.com. Follow your boy on Twitter at JustinFreeman18. This has been the Captain Spot. We'll do it again for Sunday Night Football. So until then, guys, hope you run hot. Talk to you soon.